Welcome to the comment take on sports with Catherine Clifton. Alright. <clears throat> Back for another episode of the Common Man's Take. Uh, I want to start out with a little MLB news, Clinton. So, we saw that the Yankees made a big move by getting one Soto from the Padres. So, that fixes one problem. It gives them another bat with Aaron Judge in the lineup. However, they did give up some pitching depth to get him, and they gave up uh, Higgy, their catcher. But the one thing that they still need to work on is, unfortunately, last year, Juan Soto was not very good in the outfield. He was one of the worst players in the outfield. So they're going to have to figure that lineup out. They did get two good rotational pieces, one from Boston, and uh, one in the Padres package with... Soto, so we'll see how that works out right now. But I, I do know that the Yankees are still trying to get the uh, pitcher from Japan, Yamamoto. And right now the rumors are that the Yankees and the Mets are both in the lead for Yamamoto's services. And... The other rumor is that he, he's a really good pitcher from Japan. He's uh, Everybody wants him. Uh, the other rumor is that he is going to command a $200 million contract. So, pitching is something the Yankees definitely need. So, we'll see if they can get Yamamoto. But even after that, they still have some work to do if they want to be competitive. Yeah, um, that's true. I think the... Biggest thing that they needed to fix last year was their pitching. Uh, yeah. Their pitching just wasn't that good last year, and this year they need to really fix that. And Yamamoto, if if the Yankees get him, that's gonna really that's gonna really help them uh, on their pitching. So I think this this will if they get him. That'll be a huge improvement for the Yankees. I think the other problem you run into with Yamamoto is, uh, I mean, sorry, Yamamoto. The other problem you run into with the Yankees is that when Aaron Judge was out last year, they had no offense whatsoever. And if one player is your whole offense, you've got a lot of problems. So. Juan Soto solved some of that, but they're going to need some of those other guys on that team to either step up or they're going to have to make some more either moves in free agency or trades to yeah. be competitive. Yeah, because the Yankees didn't really have that much depth on the left field side. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Juan Soto kind of fills that void in a little bit. Not really. Mm -hmm. Um but I think that the Yankees still need to make some moves because I agree with you on because uh, last year they they just could not. When, when, they, he, when Aaron Judge wasn't in the lineup, their offense was anemic. Yeah, yeah, I yeah they I agree. Score with runs. Yeah, that is true, and I think that was. I think I just need to make some more moves. They 
they just need to make some more moves on that uh, so they're starting offensive to set side. A, yeah, I agree. They're starting to set a foundation, and so what they need to do is they need to secure that foundation with some really good role players around Soto and, and Judge. But the other thing they're going to have to figure out is their defensive lineup in the outfield. Either that or, or get one Soto to buy into being more involved in, in playing in the outfield. Um, because if you can get another outfielder, you could always play Soto at DH and a good defensive outfielder out in the outfield, right? So we'll see what they do going forward. The other big name in the uh, free agency right now is Shoei Otani. And right now, he the rumors are that he's leaning towards the Dodgers stay to stay in LA and, and go to the Dodgers or the Blue Jays. He's he's rumored to the Blue Jays, and I believe the Braves are the other team that they're saying he's kind of interested in. So three good teams, three top teams. Anybody who gets Otani, they won't get his pitching right away since he had that, you know. Tommy John surgery, however, they'll get his bat, and his bat is just as good or better than his pitching. So, you always know in the future you'll probably have his pitching, you know, you're, that's going to come, you're going to get that, but you'll get his bat and his defensive prowess right away. So, yeah, I think Shohei Otani would really fit with the Yankees because he's a good pitcher, he'd fill in that pitcher hole. Yeah, he ain't going to the Yankees, bro. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's wishful thinking. He ain't going to the Yankees. His, no. Right now, his, the rumors are his favorites are uh, the teams that I named, the Dodgers, staying in L.A. and going to the Dodgers, uh, or the Blue Jays or the Braves. Those are his top three. There's which rumors now. If, maybe that's uh, not true, but everything I've seen and heard, that's that's his – currently, that's his three favorites, and, that, and everything – out there is pointing to him making his decision, his decision, um, sometime before the end of December. So we'll see if that happens, or if maybe he, somebody makes him rethink it and he extends that out maybe a little bit until January, and, and maybe somebody else comes into play. But right now, those are the three teams that are ready to play. For a while, it was rumored about the Cubs, but everything I've, I've heard or seen, the Cubs are not in play. For either uh, Yomamoto or Otani, so <clears throat> we'll see how that plays out. Um, yeah, I mean those are some pretty good teams. You know, you got the Braves coming off an upset over the Phillies. And you got the Dodgers coming off an upset over the Diamondbacks. So uh, if Shohei Otani goes to the Dodgers, that that make the Dodgers unstoppable. I don't know about unstoppable, but it definitely makes them significantly better. Yeah, or if he goes to the Braves, they got Mookie Betts out there. They'll have Otani, so they'll definitely have you know. They still have uh, Bellinger, don't they, out there? Bellinger. Is Bellinger still with the Dodgers? No, he's with the Cubs. No, that's right. He sure is with the Cubs. He did leave, didn't he? So yeah, he left. I mean, I know the Dodgers had a good team last year, so we'll see. I'm pretty sure they have, still have Freddie Freeman yep. with them. So, uh, yep, they got Freddie Freeman. Uh, Max Muncie was good. Uh, Rojas was good. Shortstop. Uh, then you got Betts. 
Hayward, DeLuca. I mean, you 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 add Otani, and it definitely makes him significantly better. Uh, and then again, once he's fully healed, you could work him into that pitching lineup, which they have decent pitching uh, in LA too. So uh, definitely would be a good a good add for them. Yeah, it would. So that's. Uh, <clears throat> Some pretty big baseball news. A lot of stuff going on from the winter meetings. We'll see what happens as some of these stories continue to unfold for the free agency and uh, Major League Baseball. But starting to heat up a little bit here for the December meetings. Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, it'll heat up a lot more in, in January and February before the season starts. I think you're going to see a lot of moves this year, probably from the Yankees to try to get back competitive in their division because their division was tough last year. It was probably the best division in baseball with uh, the Tampa Bay Double Rays, the um, Baltimore Orioles, the Yankees, the, I believe the Red Sox were the only ones with a losing record in that division last year, and it, they they didn't Red Sox didn't have a losing record by much. So Yankees got a lot to do to, to get back in uh, in that race. Yeah, Blue Jays, Orioles, Rays, Blue Jays all made the playoffs. All had winning records. The Yankees had a winning record by two games, eighty-two and eighty. The Red Sox were 78-84, which was barely underneath 50%. So that division was tough, probably the toughest division in baseball. Nobody else had uh, four of their five teams <laughs> above 50% for a winning percentage. Nobody. So definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of competition in the AL East. But we'll continue to monitor that and see what unfolds. <clears throat> I'm excited for baseball to start up again next year in the spring. I know it's a long way from now. <laughs> Very long way from now. But, uh, you know, we'll be catching some more college uh, football. Or not college football, college basketball to fill the void till the uh, college football games start. The uh, bowl games, watch some college basketball to fill that void, some NFL. Got some NBA as well. Let's, uh, yep, NBA as well. I know the NBA is, is fully into their uh, tournament and they're in the, uh, they're in season tournament and they're in the semifinals now. It's all one game eliminations now. Um, I believe the Pacers. Yep, Pacers. Play yep. the, uh, Bucks tonight? Yeah, uh Pacers beat the Bucks. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Uh the the Bucks did not have Dame Damian Lillard, so Really? Yep. I didn't see him play. I got to catch a little bit of that game and I didn't see him on the court, so probably Let's check it out. Probably wasn't there. Yep. One twenty one nineteen. You're right. Pacers move on. Yep, so the it's Pelicans either. and Lakers play tonight at eight. We'll see how that goes down. I know they just beat the Suns to advance. We'll see if they continue to advance. While we're talking about the NBA, let's, let's take a look here. So the 
Magic lost a couple of games, so they're they're back tied with the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are fifteen and seven, and the Magic are fourteen and seven. Sixers are thirteen and seven. The Knicks are twelve and eight. The Pacers are twelve and eight. The Heat are twelve and nine. The Cavaliers are twelve and nine. And then, of course, the Boston Celtics are leading the East at fifteen and five. So, pretty good competition there in the East. In the West, you still got so the Timberwolves now have the best record in the NBA at sixteen and four. I didn't didn't think I'd be saying that. Mm-mm. The Thunder are thirteen and seven. The Nuggets are fourteen and eight in third place. The Mavericks are twelve and eight. The Lakers have moved up to fifth place at thirteen and nine. The Kings are eleven and eight. The Suns are twelve and nine. The Pelicans twelve and ten. Clippers are now ten and ten. They did have a losing record, and then the Rockets are nine and nine. So that's your West Western Conference there. Again, a quarter of the way through the season, a couple of teams are kind of separating themselves, but that's just a quarter. Still, a lot of games left to be played. So. We'll see how that plays out. I will I, I will say that here real soon, it's December. Trade deadline is February. You start, if, you're going to start hearing some trade rumors soon of some players who maybe might not be working out with the teams they signed with. So here real soon, you're going to start seeing some of that trade rumors and other things going around. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about some college basketball. We really haven't touched on that yet this year. So I haven't, I've only caught a few games. Um, Obviously I've caught Michigan's games, not Thoroughly impressed with Michigan basketball this year. They have a losing record right now at four and five. They most recently lost to Indiana. Uh, their problem is they got great offensive plays and they can score with anybody in the country, but they cannot play defense. They don't get stops. They don't close out. Uh, they struggle playing man to man because once you start spreading the ball around and passing it by about the third or fourth pass. Somebody's lost on defense, and that leaves a man wide open who drills a shot. So they're, they need to really work on their defense if they want to be competitive in the Big Ten or even make the tournament or turn it around this season and have a winning record. Right now, Arizona is number one at 7-0. and Kansas is two at 7-1. and We got Houston at three, eight and 8-0. Purdue is 7-1 and at four. UConn, 7-1. and Baylor's 8-0, Gonzaga 6-1, Marquette 6-2, North Carolina is looking better this year at 7-1. Creighton's 7-1, that's your top 10 for college basketball. You uh, pass that, you have, and this is in uh, order from 11 on down to 25, Florida Atlantic, Texas, Colorado State, BYU, Miami, Kentucky at 6-2, Tennessee, James Madison, Oklahoma, Illinois, Texas A&M, Duke, who is 5-3, ranked number 22. Duke looks like they're struggling a bit this year. 
Wisconsin is six and two, and Clemson is seven and zero currently in basketball. San Diego, San Diego State is seven and one. So we'll continue to monitor that college basketball and talk about uh, some of the stuff we see. We try to catch some games this weekend. Kind of see how everybody looks on the floor. I haven't looked to see if there's uh, any good games this weekend. I'll check that out tomorrow. But, yep, we're going to start getting fully into some college basketball. See what's going on there. <clears throat> Anything you want to add? Any games you've seen recently in college basketball? Um, well, no. I really you haven't watched any? Nope. Um, but I might check some out. I know football just got to the point where there's a lull in college football, so it filled that void with some college basketball. <laughs> well, especially since Michigan doesn't play until January the 1st. Yeah, but I've been checking out uh, some Clemson games, some college basketball well, yeah. games for Clemson. They're looking pretty good. Yeah, actually they have been. You're right, they do look pretty good. Yep, they're, uh, I mean, they haven't lost a game, and I'm pretty sure, I forgot who they play next, but, can I, uh, TCU. TCU? Yep, TCU isn't looking that bad. No. Nope. They're looking pretty good. <laughs> Let's take a look at some NFL. So, I know the Chiefs lost again, which is crazy. Yeah, they lost to the Packers, so, and I mean, I... So, that gave I, the Ravens an even larger lead um, in the AFC right now. Besides the Dolphins. Well, I will have to look, but I'm pretty sure that the Ravens are in the lead in the AFC. I think it's the Dolphins. Last time I checked, it was the Dolphins. Was it? Yeah, I think I put the Dolphins because of, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure they put the Dolphins because Dolphins have a better record in conference play. Ravens got a better away record. They're 5-1. and one. Dolphins are 4-3. and three. The Dolphins are 5-0 and oh at home. Hmm. But, I mean, Ravens. A lot harder to win on the road. Yeah, that's true. That's, that is true. See, I told you. Dolphins are number one just because of the conference play. Ravens are number two. Chiefs are number three at eight and four. Jaguars lost also, so they're not eight and four. Steelers are seven and five. Browns are seven and five. I just want to take a moment here. So right now, if the playoffs started today, you would have the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns all in the playoffs from one division. That's three or four teams from one division in the playoffs. How crazy is that? That's, that's just surprising, you know. You usually don't get that. That usually never happens. That's a tough conference. Mm-hmm. You got the Ravens at 9-3, the Steelers at 7-5, the Browns at 7-5, and, and I believe the Bengals are 6-6. Six and six. Yep. 
Cowboys had a pretty impressive. Well, oh, they so it started off a little rough for them, but they, I will say, they showed some grit. And they they brought out that win against the Seahawks uh, last Thursday, forty-one to thirty-five. The Falcons beat the Jets. That was an uninspiring game. Dolph, the Dolphins destroyed the Commanders, which I knew that would happen. The Lions and Saints. This one. So the Lions came out hot, and they let the Saints back in the game and almost lost that game. Detroit almost lost. They really need to work on that defense. That defense is, is needs some some work because they could have easily lost that game to the Saints. Yeah, but they are nine and three. Yeah, because when I uh, first watched that game, the Lions were up fourteen nothing, and then all of a sudden. They're actually in the middle. Nothing at one time. Yeah, and all of a sudden, in the second half, I see the Lions uh, leading twenty-four, twenty-one. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, you let the Saints get twenty-one po- total points, and you guys got three. Yeah, no kidding. After a twenty-one to nothing lead. Yep. I agree. The the Lions, their offense is great. They need to figure out that defense. Colts are thirty one and twenty eight. Chargers. Colts beat the Titans thirty one twenty eight. The Chargers beat the Patriots six to nothing. I mean that Chargers offense. I thought the Chargers would be a good team this year, but they're not turning out to be what I expected. And that offense no. just hasn't been that good. No. Texans beat the Broncos 22-17. Man, Mr. Uh, C.J. Stroud is setting the NFL on fire. He threw for 274 yards and a touchdown. He had a QBR of 106-1. I mean, well, it looks like the Panthers should have drafted C.J. Stroud. No, I wouldn't say that. Um, so unfortunately, the Texans had several good draft picks in the last draft, but they also had a good foundation for Stroud to take over. It's two different situations. The as you look at that, you know, Stroud stepped in a situation where he had he had good receivers. Uh, Nico Collins has been tearing it up this year. Like he he has become one of Stroud's favorite targets. I think he has become CHL's favorite target um, over you know, the season. The Texans have uh, David Pierce, who's a decent running back. They also have Singletary, who came over from the uh, Bills. You know, last game, Nico Collins had nine receptions for 191 yards and one touchdown. So, uh, he. they also have John Mitch, or, uh, Michi. They have... Uh, Noah Brown, who's had decent games here and there, and they already had a pretty stout defense. So Stroud just came into a better situation. You know, you look at the Panthers, and they have a middle-aged Adam Thielen as their number one receiver, which doesn't do much for Stroud. Their offensive line is not that good. Um, Stroud or uh, Bryce Young spends most of his time on his back. Um, and then you have, you know, DJ Chark, who's always hurt. Uh, 
uh, and they really don't have a real tight end on that team. Like you, you basically take Bryce Young, and you didn't give him any weapons to work with. So you can't expect Bryce Young to have the same season C.J. Stroud is having when you don't have the same situation. Well, I mean, he doesn't really have that good of a coach, Frank Reich. I don't think he was that really good of a coach. They fired Frank Reich anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, I think they realized that he's not a good coach. I, I think they realized this is why the Colts fired him, because he, he just uh, – He's not that good at coaching, and and I think the Panthers have just realized that that what the Colts realized, and um, I think, well, <coughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Um, their offensive line isn't that good. You know, Bryson's been sacked like a million times this season. He hasn't been able to just get away from the pressure, and it's, it, it just hasn't been a good rookie season for him. Let's talk about my uh, one of the surprising games. Actually, I kind of knew this was coming. I didn't think it would be this bad, but the 49ers completely dismantled the Eagles, 42-19. to 19. Mm. I mean... Right now, the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, hands down. Nobody's better than them. They have beaten everybody. They've beaten all the top teams in the NFC, except for the Lions, because they haven't played the Lions. But they've now beaten the Eagles. They've beaten the Cowboys. Both games they won convincingly. Um, they've, let's, just, let's look at the 49ers. Uh, they still have to play the Ravens. Let me see. They start to play the Ravens, though, so... That is true. So they they beat the Eagles. They beat the Seahawks. Uh, they beat the Jaguars. They beat... Uh, Tampa Bay's really not that good. They did lose to the Browns. That's their lone blemish in the Vikings. But they beat the Cal- Dallas Cowboys 42-10. They beat the Eagles 42-19. They beat the Seahawks 31-13. Like, when the big games come around, they beat the Steelers 30-7. And when the big games come around, the 49ers show up. And you can't tell me they don't have some big-time wins. You know, the Jaguars 34-3. Like, every team that was on a roll and on fire, they hit that wall called the San Francisco 49ers defense. They're, I'm they're, you. they're. I think they're winning because of Chase Young. To be honest, I wouldn't say that, but they did. They did make some really good moves at the uh, trade deadline. Trade deadline that is definitely helping them a lot. So I won't argue that Chase Young hasn't been huge for them to come in, but they also got a. <clears throat> a good defensive lineman at the trade deadline. Like, they did everything they needed to do to bolster that defensive line. But you still got Nick Bosa on one side. So, yes, adding uh, Chase Young on the other was huge for them. I'll have to go back and look, but I know they got a defensive lineman somewhere in that trade. And that's been nothing but great for them. Like, they, you can't do anything on that defense now. 
And so they've, they've really bolstered that defense. So, um, man, they're going to be hard to beat. They're going to be hard to beat in the playoffs. They're going to be hard to beat going forward in the regular season. The 49ers are probably my number one team in NFL right now. I don't think anybody comes close to them. Mm. Interesting. Well, I well, I would not agree with that completely. Who are you putting over the Niners? Oh, I think this is tough. You got the Eagles, you got the Lions, you got the Ravens, you got the Dolphins. So here's the difference for me. So let's say the Lions and the 49ers play today, right? Yeah. My personal opinion, the difference in that game is going to be the defense. The 49ers defense is better than the Lions. So when they get the stop on the Lions, their their defense is going to give their offense a short field, and that's how the offense has been scoring. So, to me, the difference in that game between the Niners and the Lions would be defense. The 49ers defense is light years ahead of the Lions. So you're telling me a 49ers team that lost to the Browns, the the Vikings. Browns got a cut tough defense. The Vikings game, they had injuries. McCaffrey was out. No, McCaffrey was or, there. No, he, he was there, but Debo, Debo Samuel, Samuel was yeah. out, and their offensive lineman, uh, Trent Williams, was out. Oh, yeah, sure. And um, if I'm not mistaken, all those players, I think McCaffrey was out for the Browns game, and so yeah. was Debo Samuel and Trent Williams. So I'm giving a little leeway because of the injuries in the games they lost. That's true. That's, that is true. Um, I'm telling you, barring health issues, the 49ers are the best team in NFL right now. They are the best team. The fact that they so, dismantled the Eagles, you're going to tell me that's not going to happen again in the playoffs? Probably not. Healthy? Probably not. Because remember last year? Nope. Remember last year's NFC Championship game? 31-7. Yeah, and they got repayment last weekend. They basically told the Eagles, we got better. We're, you're, you're not better than us anymore. We did what we had to do to get better. We're better than you. We're just, you we're, sure we're not that, just, that, we're not just better than you. We're going to curb stomp you just to prove to the world that we're the best team in NFL. <laughs> and they did. But, they've, but, they've curb stomped the Cowboys. They've curb stomped the Eagles. They've curb stomped the Jaguars. All winning records. All teams that were hot at the time. <clears throat> They've curved stopped the Steelers. It was hot at the time. How the, how were they? No, Steelers, Steelers weren't that good at that time. Uh, they were winning. I Believe me, it Steelers pains were me. Good ve- believe me, it pains me to say that because I'm not a Steelers fan. <laughs> Whatsoever. The, well, the Steelers were... I'm just saying, got, I'm just saying. The Steelers... I'm just saying. Well, well, the Steelers got a groove the, when they were then, when like late in the season, like mid season. The only team right now that I think, and I'm not even they sure, not I, and I'm not even sure if they can do it, but they have a. I don't know if their defense is as good, but they have a very good defense, and they have a weapon on offense that is unlike anybody else. Well, the what, only the team that I think may give them trouble, who could give them trouble, is the Ravens. Yeah. Because of Lamar, Lamar Jackson's ability to run, like you have to commit an extra defensive player to him, otherwise he's going to 
get big chunk yardage plays on you. So like you don't have to, you you have to worry about the run. You have to have a defensive player who's assigned to the running back, one who signed a spy Lamar Jackson, and you still gotta have coverage on the back end, right? That's that's the kind of threat that the Ravens pose on offense. And I'm pretty sure their defense has gotten healthy and they're supposed to have everybody back for their game this weekend. Again, I don't know. Maybe the Niners stomp the Ravens like they have everybody else. But that's the only thing that I think that the 49ers have. Jalen Hurts is good, but to me he's no Lamar Jackson as far as scrambling around and, and doing the QB runs. Yeah, And I so he's... that's why I think that Lamar could, I'm not saying he will, but could pose some problems for their defense. Yeah, because what, it is yeah. hard for those that's, RPOs. Yeah, that's what that's what Jalen Hurts gonna do. Cause L- Lamar Jackson, um, just c- could not be stopped by a Jets defense. Like a couple of years back in Week One, and the Eagles, Jalen Hurts just got stopped by the Jets defense because they were too tough to him. And uh, I mean, I, I I agree with you. The threat is Lamar Jackson because he can run, he can uh, pass. Because you gotta cover, because you gotta play zone and man coverage at the same time, uh, especially against Lamar Jackson. You just gotta switch it up, but yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're, yes, I agree. You're, it's yeah. hard because again, if you don't account for him, you're you're taking your chances. Uh-huh. I think he's become better as a passer in the pocket. But to me, even though he can stand in the pocket if he wants to, I still think that his best ability is throwing on the run. And to me, that's the the one thing that the defenses struggle with because of the fact that as soon as you think he's running and you commit to coming after him to stop him, he throws the football and it's a completion. Now, one thing that hurts him is he lost Mark Andrews, which is a huge loss for them. But they're still winning without him, and he, he start he's starting to have to use. He hasn't really had receivers like this for a while, and he's starting to have to use those receivers. So he's learning, and so the receivers are Odell Beckham's been having some good games lately. Rashad Bateman's starting to come into his own because people can't. When last year, when he was supposed to be the number one receiver, and people could focus on him. He struggled this year. Everybody's focusing on Beckham Jr., uh, Angelore, and so Bateman's kind of being able to go out there and just be him. And he's making some great catches this year, and he looks a lot better this year than he did last year. Angelore's been huge for them, so they they have options outside of Mark Andrews. So as long as they use them, I think they'll be fine. You got Zay Flowers, who's been a... Oh, yeah, Zay Flowers. Yeah. I forgot about him. Yes. Yeah, he's had a great rookie season. Yep. He's been involved in the run game as well as the pass game. So that's always a plus with the receiver that you can do that with. Yeah, I believe he leads the team in receiving yards this season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's having a pretty good rookie season. I think he might be a huge threat to defenses. All right. That's all I got for this episode. You got anything else? No, I don't have anything else for All this right. episode. Thank you guys for listening. Remember, our podcast is on every platform that offers podcasts. Garland Man's Take on Sports. Please, 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 if you if you listen, you're listening, go ahead and subscribe and hit that follow button. And follow us and listen to us. We hope you like our show. 
We also have our YouTube page, Common Man's Take on Sports. If you don't like to listen to podcasts, you're watching YouTube videos. We just started doing uh, video recordings. So it's not just our logo anymore with our, our audio. We actually have recordings that we post. So if you like to watch YouTube videos, please go to our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. Uh, hit like. Leave us comments. We appreciate all the feedback. We appreciate you guys listening to our show and watching this. You guys have a good night. And thank you.